Okay, people. So welcome to a new episode of Chin Chin. Today we've got CFC that pumps us off on the Friday, and then Saturday we have the last UFC event of the year. UFC on ESPN Plus 57. Lewis B. Dawkins. So, people, let's get it popping with some Friday Night MMA. Okay, so Friday night, we had CFC 104. Um, yeah, that's Cage Fury FC. So, CFC, it's such a confusing acronym. Um, but yeah, they're the 104th event, and I wanted to check it out because of um, Pumi Nakuta, who, man, I saw this dude win the belt and then defend it, and he's, he's a problem, he's a problem, so I thought I'd check it out, and gotta say, Sarah Longo, they had a great night. Oh, they got two really good fucking prospects, man. So um, it was John Morgan and CM Punk on the call. And the uh, main card started off with Shane White Evil v. Eric Nolan. This was a welterweight fight. And i got to say, Nolan, man, he controlled this fight. Like, White Eagle was game. But... Man, Nolan was just fast hands, and he, he, he was keeping White Eagle at bay. Now, he, he wasn't doing a whole heap of damage, because he was getting takedowns and all of that. Come the second round, though, he started to hit knees. He's kneeing the body, kneeing the head. You know what I mean? He, he started to put it on White Eagle. And, um, yeah, won the fight by a decision. White Eagle did come at him in the third. But, no, like, Nolan just had that control, man. So we then jumped to the middleweight division. We had Earl Small against Miles Lee. Now, this was such a curious fight. And also, the what, there was a judge <laughs> who really needs a talking to. Right, because first round, Small using his reach, using his reach, keeping Lee at bay. Lee couldn't get inside, couldn't get inside. Small's hitting leg kicks, using the jab, and, and just really just stifling Lee. And he started the second round doing this, throws a kick, Lee catches it, bundles him over. And controls the round. Controls the round. So um, you're thinking, okay, in the third round, it's one all now. It's small. He, he's going to go back to what he was doing in the first. But boom, out the gate, Lee hits a takedown. Hits a takedown early and then just yeah, controls. Now, in that second Small wasn't really doing much from his back. He he put on a you know body triangle, which means you're not looking for a sub, you're not looking to stand. Now, in the third, he was trying a little bit more to get up, but Lee just controlled it, controlled it. One judge gave it 30-27 to small, and you're like. What? <laughs> like, how the fuck were you giving the, you know, the second round where he, you know, Small did nothing from his back? It's like, how are you giving that to fucking, that's insane. It was, uh, you know, the other ones, it was 29, 28, which, yeah, that's fair. But 30, 27, when a judge does shit like that, oh my gosh, there's problems. So we went to the lightweight division. We had Vadim Ogar against Charlie Campbell. Now, Charlie Campbell, Sarah BJJ. And I've never seen this dude, but boy, oh my gosh. He, oh, 
he has star potential for sure. He's using the jab, using leg kicks, mixing it up. Really just mixing up, hitting the body. You know, he, he's so elusive. Great footwork. And you see Ogar trying, but just couldn't get in on Campbell at all. And Campbell hits a big right in the first, puts Ogre down. But, you know, he gets in with ground and pound, and you're like, oh, it's going to get stopped. But Ogre was able to survive. He kept moving. He was able to survive. But then come the second, early in the second, Campbell hits him with a powerful straight right. And boom, that was it. Charlie Campbell got that, you know what I mean, Sarah Longo night going real well. And if he continues, whoo, sky's the limit for Charlie Campbell. So we then jump back up to the middleweight division. We had Austin Tootman against Joseph Pfeiffer. Now, Pfeiffer, he fought on the contender series. He fought Dustin Stolfus. And he's the cat that, on a slam, broke his arm. You know, remember that one? And so this is his first fight since then. Which, oh man, that's crazy, right? But, uh, yeah, it was, you're thinking, oh, how's he going to be for, with that bigger layoff? And whew, he looked slick. Piper looked slick. You know, Troutman, hey, you've got to get, he, because he took this fight on short notice. And he was, you know, trying to get inside, trying to land. But Piper was just using his jab, using kicks keeping it at his pace, his range. Um, you know, Troutman, again, you know, he was showing his toughness. It went into the second, but a, a, a big right hook just ended it, ended it. And, oh, yeah, Joseph Piper back on the winning track, people. So next up, co-main event. It's a fight I came to see. It was Jason Eastman against Pumi Nukata. And, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This fight, man. Now, coming into this fight, supposedly, Eastman talking a little trash. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, Pumi, he, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's, he's unbeaten. Yeah, he won the title, but he ain't anyone decent you know what I mean like oh he's an okay wrestler but I'm gonna out wrestle him I'm gonna fuck him up I'm gonna so all of this so the first two rounds Pumi took him down and took him down with ease you know you could see Eastman trying trying from the bottom to like think of a way you know, I mean, he um, threw up some attempts at triangles, but Pumi, you know, I mean, was one always one step ahead, always one step ahead, and just controlled it, controlled it. Third round, you're like, right, he's going to take him down again. Nah, he he stood. He was just like, I I showed I can beat you on the ground. I'm gonna fuck you up on the feet, and. Yeah, he, he was beating him on the feet. Then he took him down. And uh, yeah, that, that's how it went. He just controlled the fight. But always looking, taking the back, looking for the rear naked. You know, looking to finish it. Now, it went the distance, but oh, this was the Pumi show. And then the promo he cut afterwards. Straight fire on the mic. Straight fire on the mic. Said he would handle Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. Oh, man. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen, but, hey, Pumi shot, he shot people. And then he went to the announce table. <laughs> and 
cut more promo. It was fire. You know what I mean? He, he did what he needs to do to get noticed, right? And he, he did it in the cage, and then he did it on the mic. Man, if, I, he's 5-0, right? So I feel that's the only reason he may not get called up. But we've seen people with similar get in, you know what I mean? Or get a shot on the contender. So either one. Ain't Pumi, a twenty twenty three. He's gonna be stepping in the apex. You know what I mean? He's gonna be stepping in the apex. So then the main event, right, was for the uh, vacant um, featherweight belt. Now there there was some problems, right, because the um, one of the original fighters had to pull out, right. So we had. Um, Eddie Torres was meant to be going up against Blake Builder. Uh, but Torres, there was a COVID situation. I don't know if it was him or one of his coaches, but because of that, he wasn't able to fight. So, Frank Bern... Bernifonte, he um, stepped up because he lost his original opponent. Now, the crazy thing is, Bernafonte was meant to be fighting on the prelims, right? So he then gets called up to fight on the main card in the main event for the belt, right? Which you think, yo, the fact that he, he took it and agreed to go the full wasn't like, nah, let's make it free. Nah, he was just like, yeah, fine, we'll, we'll go. We will go. And this fight was crazy. It was crazy. Because you think, dude from the prelims against a dude who was in that main event. Bonafito took Builder down, took him down, and was mauling him. Was mauling him. You know what I mean? Look it, just looking to put it on him. Landing ground and pound. Now, Builder, you know, threw up the um, armor plata a few times, but Bonafonte just, you know what I mean, extricated himself and then put some punishment on Builder. Right? So you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Then in the, um, in the second round, again, Bonafonte, he hurts Builder, hurts him. And you're like, oh, shit, Builder's able to survive. But you're like, fuck. And he continues to put it on him. But Builder, he, he's throwing up his legs, throwing up his legs to try and trap Bonafonte. And Bonafonte's moving around, can't get it. But he doesn't pull himself completely out. So Builder just readjusts and then locks in the triangle. And Bonafonte does the thing, does the thing, man. Picks Builder up, slams him. Now, listen, it can work. We've seen it work on occasion. For the most part, though, people, when you do that, it just uh, puts you deeper in. It locks that motherfucking, you know what I mean, triangle up even more. And that's what happened. That's what happened. So it goes to the ground and Bonafonte has to tap. Blake Builder is the new CFFC featherweight champion. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because it looked like he was losing. But he, he kept his composure. He kept that desire. And he ends 2021 with a bell. Oh, my gosh. It was such a fun fight. And I've got to say, the fact that um, Frank Bonafide stepped up on that short notice and put on such a great display. Oh, he stopped us not go down. Don't go down, people. It really doesn't. But, yo, that was 
a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And yeah, as I said, great night for Zero Longo because Charlie Friggin' Campbell and Pumi Nakuda, oh, two rising stars, people. Two rising stars. Well, people, there you have it, right? What a great last event of the year for the UFC. UFC on ESPN plus 57, aka UK, UFC Vegas 45, killed it, right? We had Brandon Fitzgerald, Paul Felder, and Michael Bisbin on the call. Lost the fight, so 13, but... Those 13 fights, how crazy were those? And 10 finishes, 10 finishes out of the 13. How crazy was that? A lot of people were really show and proved. You know what I mean? There was definitely an event in some of those fights that did not go how I expected, but I think not many. I think I got a lot of them right, people. So it all started off the prelims, right? We had Jordan Ledet against Matt Sales. Sales had been out for a while, but he didn't look bad. Didn't look bad at all. And I think the big thing about Levet's last fight was activity. Right, he didn't see, he seemed to be waiting for shots, you know what I mean, waiting on those openings. And straight out the gate, we saw Levette was more busy, more busy, busier, more busy. Yeah, Levette was busier than he was last time. Now, Sales was landing, but, you know, Levette was really mixing up with different sorts of kicks. He was using his jab. Now, I did wonder, because although he was throwing out the jab, he, he wasn't sitting on it, you know what I mean? And I think, oh, it's going to give Sales a chance to get inside, and it did. But Levette was able to reverse that, take him down, and then kind of control things on the ground. So Levette really looked good. Second round, though, Levette was looking a little tired was looking a little tired and sales was, you know, landing some more shots. And you wondered. But, again, Levette able to take him down. And then in a scramble, as sales tried to get up, Levette, boom. Yeah, they called him the Monkey King. And he used his legs to sink in a reverse triangle. And that was it. Like, at first, you wondered how tight it was. And just when you're thinking, I, I'm not sure if it's tight. I, I don't know. Suddenly, we get a tap. You know, Sales has to tap. Levette pulls out a really good win, you know? So we then, um, yeah, we, we jump up for our first heavyweight clash of the night. It was Josh Parisian against Dante Mate. And yo, I good. I feel this was the best performance we have seen out of Maze. I really do. You know, again, Maze, he can be a little hesitant, but there was none of that in this one. He went straight at Parisian. You know, threw in a lot of different attacks, was keeping busy, gets takedowns. You know what I mean? Was going for takedowns, which I don't think Parisian was expecting. Got it to the ground, and then you just see him controlling, controlling. And, you know, he was looking for a Kamara at one point. He then hooks up a crucifix. And just starts dropping those elbows, people. Boom. Parisian wasn't able to do anything. Wasn't able to extricate himself from the situation. And, uh, yeah. Maze wins the fight. It was an excellent 
performance from him. It really was. Uh, so then we drop all the way down to featherweight. We have the the ladies go at it. It was Macy Shazan against Raquel Pennington. And as I said before, right, this fight, I think there was a lot on it because the featherweight division, it isn't big, right? It is pretty shallow. So if you put on good performances, you could position yourself, you know, to get a title shot or to be very close to getting one. Now, um, uh, there's the, the, the Brazilian lass. Um, I think she's probably going to be the next in line to get. But whoever won this one, you know, it, it had potential. And real good fight, right? I think Shazan was, um, you know, she was using her jab well. And she was fast. She was definitely fast. But it was Pennington who was um, throwing the more volume. And Pennington's the one pushing forward. But then every, you know, every time Pennington, you know, might have thought, okay, I've got her. Shazan would then come with a flurry and looked like she had some heavy shots. You know what I mean? Um, which was which was good, but yeah, yeah, you just were like, ah, she she needs to use the reach more. Like Shazan wasn't really utilizing that reach as well as she could. You could see she had the power. And when she was turning it on, she looked so good. But Pennington, man, she's just so tough. And she would stick in that pocket and just throw back. Right? Throw back, grapple Shazan and all of that. And I think that slowly started to wear on her. And you could see Shazan slow down a little bit. And... Um, yeah, in the second round, Shazan went for a takedown, but didn't protect the neck. Didn't protect the neck. And, you know, Pennington grabbed it. And the crazy thing, Pennington grabbed the neck while they were still standing, but Shazan didn't address it, took her down, and that was it. Right, right, once it hit the ground, she's in that bad situation. Penton's got that grit, got that guillotine, and yeah, she has to tap, has to tap. So a huge win for Raquel Pennington, you know, especially because Macy Shazan, she'd only lost one up until this fight, and you could see there was a lot of potential. So for Pennington to get this win. And especially as Shazan missed weight, huge, huge win for her. So we're sticking at featherweight, and we went over to the men. It was Andre Yule, whose first fight at this weight, went up against Charles Jourdain. And, um, man, so the thing, look, you can see Yule real quick, real quick, sharp hands, and... That was on display early on. You know, it looked like he'd hurt Jordan in the first round. But Jordan, man, it was like the tortoise and the... Um, the hare? I feel it was a hare, right? Because I was going to say the ant, but I think that's another one, right? I think the ant was with someone else. But I think it's the tortoise and the hare. But that's what this was like, because Jordan, he, you know, he, he did, I don't think he won that first round, but he was, you know, attacking the legs really well. Oh, man, he was attacking the legs, right? Attacking the body, throwing out that jab. And although Yule was faster, Jordan just stuck to that game plan. Then come the second round, Yule, Yule was tired. And Jordan just kept going, 
just kept going and doing what he was doing, attacking the legs, attacking the body. And when someone's getting tired, oh man, attacking the body is just mean. <laughs> I mean, it's smart, but it's mean, man, because you're just taking that gas away. And come the third, oh man, Jordan was just keeping going putting it on you and there was some points when you thought the fight was gonna get stopped so you man definitely showed the toughness to stick in there but charles jordan <laughs> he really put a stamp on it at the end of that third is he man he, he hit a just crazy teeth kick just pushed you, you to the ground and just was firing shots. He was fired up. And after a performance like this, you can see why. Tremendous win for Charles Jordan, people. And that was just the first decision of the night. Don't worry, it was after that. <laughs> after that, it was just like, yeah. Oh, so we, um, we dropped down to the ladies' flyweight division. We had Sajari Eubanks against Melissa Gatto. And, uh, yo, in that first round, Eubanks, man, Eubanks was looking good, right? She um, was coming forward. She was throwing a lot. She gets a takedown. Now, Gatto was able to kind of stuff it, end up on top, but Eubanks was able to reverse, right? So um, Eubanks was on top. Now, Gatto, she was throwing a lot from the bottom. You know, she was throwing up some elbows. She was looking at, you know, different submissions. Eubanks, look, jiu-jitsu was her first discipline. So, you know, she's skilled. So, she wasn't getting caught. But Gatto was staying mad busy. But, yeah, you just thought, Eubanks has won that first round. Now, come the second, Gatto was able to reverse that. You know, so she gets a takedown and she was able to um, control Eubanks. So it's real interesting. So you're looking at the uh, at the third round and you say, oh, where, where's this going? Like, what's going to happen? And Gatto just fired a, a teeth. What well, the front kick, right? But it wasn't it wasn't your mom and dad's front kick, people. <laughs> no, it was when it was one of them ones when they, they fired the toes up into the solar plexus, and oh, it just hit Eubanks, and Eubanks just oh, she just doubled over on the ground. Gatto fired off some shots, and that was all she wrote. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Melissa Gatto, still unbeaten. Still unbeaten. And, uh, you know, another good win as well, because, you know, Eubanks missed weight. Right, so uh, next was our second heavyweight clash of the night. And this one, you know, because Justin Taffer, he was the third fighter to miss weight. You know what I mean? And being a heavyweight, not good. Not good. So with this one, Hansaka, Hansaka came out and was doing everything right. A lot of movement. He was attacking the leg. You know what I mean? Just doing everything right. You know, just avoiding those heavy shots from Taffa. But Taffa... Problem, man. He's a problem. Started to land some big shots, right? Some heavy shots. Hunsaker was off balance. He he crashed into the fence, and Taffa just fired a head kick. Now, crazy thing, Hunsaker. He understood what was coming. Put both arms up to block. Did not matter. Have you seen Taffa's legs? It's tree trunks, baby. And it just crumpled. 
crumpled poor Harry. Fight was done. Fight was done. You know what I mean? This, this is one of those ones when, hey, if you're missing weight at heavyweight, it's going to be a problem. Because if because Tafa always had power, saw a mat with that extra weight, and you wonder what the fuck they're going to weigh when they're actually in there. You know what I mean? And boy, Tafa, he looked huge compared to Hansaka. And Hansaka ain't small. You know what I mean? So, uh, hey, huge win for Justin Tapper. And I think that's his first in the UFC. Or his first in a long last time anyway. So, yeah, it was definitely a good look for him. It was a, the wake off makes it a shame. You know what I mean? But definitely uh, a big win because Tapper needed it. So, our main fight on the prelims was a Dustin Stoltz against Jared Morshirt. And this fight, middleweight, was crazy. It's a crazy fight. His Mirshit came out and he was uh, looking like he was just controlling it. Controlling it. You know, it was all over Stoltz. Uh, Stoltz, Stolfus even, Stoltz. Uh, and it looked like he might end it in the first. But Stolfus, he was able to survive. And then in the second, yo, he came on. Stolfus came on. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we got a fight, baby. We got a fight. And then come the third, Stolfus, he, he was continuing doing his thing. Continue doing his thing, and you're like, Is Stolfus gonna get this fight? Is he gonna win? Shit, this is crazy, right? Uh, he, he seemed to be doing everything right, seemed to be doing everything right until he wasn't, right? It, it, he just engaged for too long, engaged for too long on the ground. Just in a just an unfavorable situation, you know? Um, and Mershaw. Mershaw did what Mershaw does, right? He took that back. And man, he just sunk in that rear naked. Stolfus wasn't able to fight those hands. Mershaw sunk in that rear naked choke. And that was it, people. That was it. He's Third submission win of 2021. Huge year for um, Jared Mershaw. And, yeah, put himself back in the conversation. Back in the conversation. And just a great way to take us into the main card. You know what I mean? Just one decision. One day, like, all those finishes. It was crazy. So anyone who loved the prelims, you were not let down with this main card. Our first fight on was just the vets, right? Another featherweight clash. We had Darren the Damage Elkins against Killer Cub Swanson. So from the giddy, you knew this was going to be a great fight, right? And it delivered. Oh, it delivered. It wasn't long, but it was fun. And just from the giddy-up, right, Cub Swanson looked coiled and ready to pop. Man, he was just, he was looking ferocious, man. He had his wife there, his three kids, his twins and his little girl. And he wanted, you could see he wanted to put on a performance for him, right? Hands are low, still got that speed though, right? He was moving in and out. He was landing the jab, some kicks. Elkins, he was hitting that overhand right a few times. But it was Swanson who was the one that was just pushing that pace and just coming with a ferocity. So he was putting together some flurries 
and he'd stunned Elkins. He'd stunned Elkins. He followed it up with shots. But the big thing was, he wasn't rushing it. Because I think everyone knows, Elkins can take damage. You know what I mean? Hence his nickname. And it's even on his friggin' back. Right? He can take that damage. So, Swanson, he understood. And he didn't want to rush it, get caught. Right, so he took his time, he was methodical and just came in with more flurries and just worked Elkins to the fence. And then, boom, Cobb Swanson hit a spinning wheel kick. You're like, what? <laughs> what? Oh my God. It was phenomenal. And like, Elkins didn't go down, and you at first you wondered, did I hit him clean? And then you just saw him kind of stagger and just stumble, and it was done. It was done. A tremendous win for Cub Swanson. Hey, he rolled back the clock. There is definitely still juice in that old dog, people. So, um... Yeah, we moved up a weight class after that to the lightweight division. We had Diego Ferrer against uh, Matthias Garmont. And this was one hell of a fight. Oh, my God. These two went at it. There's no feeling out. They just attacked. Man, we had some, like, just ferocious shots land. One would hit a leg shot, the other would retaliate. Body, body. You know what I mean? They were just putting it together and really going at each other. I mean, the big difference was probably Gamos' takedowns. Now, he wasn't able to hold Ferreira, but it, it was just that that you're thinking, oh, maybe that's giving Gamos the first round, right? But it was at a so coming into the second, you wondered if Gamont was slowing slightly. Ferreira still seemed to be going, but it was just like, hmm, what's happening? But Gamont was still able to, um, yeah, get those takedowns, right? And uh, on one occasion, he, he got Ferreira down. But again, Ferreira, you know, looking to get up. But Garmont was heavy on his back and just hit a knee. Hit a knee into the solar plexus. You know what I mean? Just brought it round to the side and boom. Maybe that floating rib. But you know what I mean? That was it. That was it for errors. Just like, man, he had to wave it off. He had to wave it off to the to the ref and you could see Gamont just didn't realize. And so he, he then grabbed the neck. He grabs the neck and he's like falling back. And the ref's like, no, 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 it's over. It's over, son. You won. You won the fight, man. It's all gravy. But yeah, it was just like, you had to look at it again on the instant replay. Because you're like, wait, what happened? Was it the knee? Oh, shit. And... And it was like those um, situations where, I think it was, uh, was it Jessica Andrade hit um, Caitlin Kajajian with the body shot, right? And it just stopped her. And it was a similar thing, but because of the weird angle and the position they were in, like, you were like, wait, what? But yeah, it, it was, oh ferocious man and ferocious hey that might be Ricky Simone like the next fight bantamweight Raphael Sansa Ricky Simone Ricky Simone just put it on a Sansa didn't give him a moment he just pushed and pushed and pushed takedowns shots he was in Asuncel's face all the fight. Clearly um, took that first round. And when we were into the second, just still wasn't letting up. 
wasn't slowing, wasn't fatigued, you know. And uh, yeah, he he landed a huge right hook, stunned Asuncao. And um, yeah, Asuncao goes down. And as he's sitting there, Simone just hit him with a uppercut that just flattened him. Flattened him. You're just like, fuck. Santa wasn't even, he wasn't able to get going in this fight. It was just Ricky Simone all the way, all the way. And, you know, after that fight, as I said, right, called out Sean O'Malley, which wasn't a surprise. Was not a surprise. I, I wonder, though. And I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch with um, Marab. Although, I feel Marab won the first fight. And I kind of feel with the wins Marab has been getting, he's very close to a title shot. But it's interesting. The bantamweight division. So many great fights. So many great fights to be had, people. So that took us to our feature bout of the night. We had Angela Hill against Amanda Lamosh in the strawweight division. And coming into this fight, right, the thought was Lamosh power. And a, a, a big complaint about Hill at times, her activity. Like sometimes she just seems to coast. Right, just take a foot, not coasters, take a foot off the gas a little. This fight, whoo, something different, right? Lamont clearly had the power, clearly had the power, and straight away in the first round, hit a front kick so fast, so fast, just brought it up and smacked. Heel in the face, put her down, put her down. Lamos followed out with some shots, but Hill's able to survive, right? Which, firstly, great chin, but that speaks to her conditioning, right? Hill puts in the work, and you could see that with the way she was able to recover. And she came with volume. Right, she's pushing forward, she's throwing shots. And the interesting thing was Lamas, she she was kind of countering on that big shot. And I think because she couldn't put Hill away, that may have given her concerns. Right? Because she her volume, it wasn't very high. And so Hill's just able to work and work and work. Right now, we we come into the second, and it looks like Lamas is slowing down, and he was just continuing at this pace. But then all of a sudden, Lamas she'd land a huge freaking shot, huge shot. So the power was still there, and you're like, oh, where's it going? But you're thinking, all right, he was won that second round, right? Come into the third. Now, Lamas, she she kind of upped her tempo a little bit. Upped the tempo a little bit and still hitting big shots. But Hill was just working, working, combinations, always pushing forward, always pushing forward, and gets a takedown. Now, she got a few takedowns through the fight, but Lamas was able to, it was, it was fast up, right? But you thought, okay, so coming to the judges, you know, clo close fight, definitely a close fight, 29-28. But I thought Angela Hill was taking this fight. Now, in my prediction, I took Lamas, but watching the fight, Phil Hill won it. So it was definitely a shock when it went to Lamas. Yeah, I was surprised, people. I was definitely surprised. It's, it's a shame because Hill, 
man, you, you know what I mean? She definitely has come up against some real shitty decisions. Now, as I said, it was, you wouldn't say this is a robbery because it was a very close fight, but I just thought the output of Hill gave her this one. So, um, yeah, definitely a shame for Hill, but, you know, a big fight, a big win for Lamas still, you know, hasn't lost in, hasn't lost in the UFC and hasn't lost in a long time. I think her last loss was 2017. So, yeah, big, big win for her, which takes us to our co-main event, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson against Balao. Remember the name. Balao, remember the name. And I think the big thing here was, can Thompson stop the takedowns, right? Or would Muhammad be able to do similar to what Gilbert Burns was able to do? And at first, Thompson is moving well, throwing out those kicks and everything like that. But he's backing up. He, he's backing up and in a smaller octagon, it's just making it easier for Muhammad to get him down. Now, Thompson stuffed a few, but in the end, Muhammad was able to take him down. Now, Thompson, he, he was able to get back up again. But, you know what I mean? It, it's still not a good look. Still not a good look. And, yeah, it just kind of continued like that. There was a few occasions where Muhammad was able to hold him down for a while, like a couple of minutes you know, and Thompson was just not able to keep it standing or inflict significant amount of damage to make Muhammad question coming inside. And on the floor, Muhammad got off some shots, man. There was a few occasions, one occasion where he flattened him out. Took it, had he had he had his back flattened him out and was just firing, firing. You know, there was a few occasions like that where Muhammad was able to just put it on Thompson. So uh, yeah, huge win for Balal Muhammad, huge win. Now afterwards, he called for um, the title shot, which he's not going to get. He's not going to get the title shot. He called out Leon Edwards, which I kind of feel that's probably going to be the next fight, uh, Usman Edwards. And I feel the best thing for Muhammad to have done was probably call out Kamzat, right? But no one's calling him out apart from Neil Magny. You know, Gilbert Burns has said he would, but that he doesn't think it's, you know, the fight to make and all of that. So I feel if Muhammad had called out Kamzat, that's a main event, right? That would be a main event next year. And if he won that fight, then boom, that's a title shot. Because Kamzat is the one with all that smoke right now, as Matty Sarah would say, you know what I mean? So, yeah, great win, though. Great win. And, hey, you wonder where Thompson's going to go from here. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's not like he was looking terrible, but it, it does look like maybe he slowed down a little. You know what I mean? And, and with these young fighters coming through, you wonder how that's gonna hold him going forward. Right, I don't feel he's gonna be that journeyman, but yeah, you you just think it, it's probably it now for um Thompson when it comes to title fights. But hey, who knows? Who knows? Because I'm sure he's gonna go away and he's gonna work because Thompson does work. So hey, we will see. But ooh. A lot of crazy things. And now we go to our main event, people. All right, so now we are at the main event. The heavyweights are going at it. Chris Dorcas against D. 
Derek Lewis. And oh, this fight, right? So much potential. Chris Dunkers, this new style of heavyweight, real light. I think there was a 30 pound difference in the weight. I think Dawkins came in at 230 and Lewis was 265, right? Um, so, yeah, huge difference in the weight. And Dawkins, like Tom Aspinall, like Cyril Gunn, a lot of movement, very fast, right? And, and you look at these guys and you think, well, I mean, Gunn is already you know, close to the pinnacle. He's the interim champion. Gonna challenge Ngano for the unified belt in, um, hmm, I think it's February, right? I feel it's the 13th of February. I think that's right. Or maybe that's the January pay-per-view. I forget. It's one of the two, but soon. Soon. So this, this fight here, it is going to show us a lot. Well, it showed us a lot. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna show. It showed us a lot, right? Like we were gonna look at it and go, "Hey, is Dawkins?" Because he's only. This is his fifth fight in the UFC, right? Is this going to be the the jumping board? The jumping board? The springboard? The springboard to the upper echelon, right? Which would then, you know, you have to think if a win would be a fast track to the belt, like probably two more fights, and you could say maybe. And Lewis coming off that performance against Gunn, where he just didn't get going, and he said that it, it was just the nerves fighting in his hometown, you know, this huge occasion. It just got to him. So it's like, how's he going to bounce back from that? Right? How is he going to contend with the speed? Because we saw what Gunn was able to do. But we've also seen when, you know what I mean? Lewis has been up against it. You know, Volkov put it on him. Put him on him for four rounds. Four rounds. And 50, I think it was like, what, 449 seconds until, boom, Curtis Blades is putting it on him until a world-timed uppercut and boom. So with Lewis, you know that power stays all the way, all the way in a fight. And he is dangerous. So it, it was an interesting one. And, you know, Dorcas, he, he came out and he was using a lot of movement, throwing out that jab. Lewis, you know, he, he, was staying, he looked like he was staying focused, kept his eye on the prize. Eye on the prize. And he's firing off some big shots. Firing off some big shots through a head kick. Right? As we know, because Lewis, he, he's made changes to the, the regiment, his cardio, so much better. You know what I mean? We, we've seen that. And so, yeah, he, he fires a head kick, fires off some big shots, and, um, you know, it's getting interesting. But as, but Dorcas, moving, moving, sticking, trying to stick to that game plan. But... Lewis, jumping head kick, jumping head kick, which is just one of those oxymorons, right? You, Derek Lewis, jumping head kick? What the fuck? What the fuck, son? That's what he did. And, it, you know, it didn't land a flush, but it, it kind of rocked Dorcas slightly. And that was it. That's all it needed, because Lewis then came on, right? And we don't always see that this early in a fight. But Lewis, man, weren't playing. He came on and kept it going. Kept it going. Just bringing those shots. Bringing those shots. 
and it was a, a right hook, left, and an uppercut, that was it, that rocked Dorcas, and the uppercut just made him go limp, few hammer fists, maybe not necessarily needed, but just to be sure, and that was it, Derek Lewis back in a bang, and now the all-time knockout holder in the UFC, right, huge, huge, Derek Lewis just answered all those questions and showed, hey, there's still life in this motherfucking beast. So how about that, people? What a freaking night. You know what I mean? Hey, 13 fights on the card, 10 finishes. 10 finishes, man. And how great were those? You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you just go back, all the way back, right? You you add that weird inverted triangle from Jordan LeVette. You know, Dontel Mays. Man, got that crucifix on Parisian. You know what I mean? Hey, Raquel Pennington, the guillotine. You had, oh, the, 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 just that kidney kit from Gatto and then finishing up with the ground and pound. Right, another head kick from Justin Tafford nearly <laughs> just caved in Hunsucker's head, which is brutal. Mearshark got the rear naked. You know what I mean? I, I, just when you thought the tide may have shifted, you had a wheel kick from Cub Swanson. I mean, how great did Cub look, right? was friggin' phenomenal people. You know, uh, you, you know, Garmont, hey, he, again, he hit a kidney, you know what I mean, with that, that vicious knee. Oh, man. Ricky Simone, the uppercut. <laughs> and then, hey, that right hook from Derek Lewis, just a, uh, oh, you know what I mean? Just crushed Dorcas. End his undefeated run in the UFC. Not his momentum, though. You know what I mean? But Derek Lewis really put an exclamation point on the night with a phenomenal win. You know? So, hey, it wasn't a surprise when performance of the night goes to uh, Melissa Gatto for a finish of Sajara Eubanks. Cub Swanson for the way he just really turned back the clock. Look phenomenal against Darren Elkins. And a fight of the night, I agree. Angela Hill and Amanda Lemos. Now, the result, mm, you might have different views on the result, especially the 30 27, which was ridiculous. You know what I mean? But Hey, at least he got fighting tonight, right? So he'll get a little science sighting, you know what I mean? And I feel that is um, well-deserved. So, hey, it was a great way to end the year, you know what I mean? Another fantastic UFC card. So uh, looking forward to Giga Kadeze, Calvin Cater, which, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, people, what a way to start the year. Now we just have to, you know, wild a time. I think it's three weeks away, right? So I'm going to have to wild a motherfucking time until then. Lucky for Fight Pass, right? Going to go back and watch some old events. I might even, you know, start on Pride. Who knows? But yeah, people, um, yeah, there you go. Okay, people, so yeah, that's it. Now, obviously, there was a combat jiu-jitsu on the Sunday. But, you know what, I'm going to come back to that next week with um, the Fight Pass International. Do a little 
distracting recap. Alright? But until then, people, um, there are a few little events going down and all of that. There's a, a there is a grappling um Fury FC event, which uh is a so um maybe we'll look at that one as well. Who knows? But anyway, enjoy the events that are you know happening before the end of the year. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, people. Alright? Peace.